Alright, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name is Jed. Uh, how are you guys doing on this fine Monday? Uh, it's Mardi Gras season here in uh, Louisiana for the rest of the country. Uh, that just means we're getting, not we, but they are getting super drunk out there before uh, Lent. So you get your sin out before you repent. Like a good Christian should, I imagine. Um... I'm good. Things are going well. Uh, I'm still a little depressed, you know, uh, in the ongoing saga of Jed's depression. Today we're at a uh, we're at a four out of ten on the depression scale. Getting better, um, you know. Prayers are always helpful, people. Yeah. So I just recently went to the Bad Christian Conference, which is another podcast I listen to, and uh, more so, it's just the friends that I met in this weird online community, like Tyler and Heath are a part of that, and uh, Kenzie as well, I think. Um, and Actually, I don't think he is. Maybe he is. Um, Kenzie, let me know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't really keep up with you, weirdo. Um, but uh, it, it was good. It was... I just can't help but getting over my post-vacation depression... Um, and it's just, I, I think my attention span is really, really screwed these days. Um, it's 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 like I'll go to, I don't know if anybody has this feeling, but it's like you'll go to a vacation or an event, and when I get back, it all kind of just seems like it was a dream, or, or it, it doesn't have any lasting impact. I don't know. It's very hard to describe, but I'm trying to really focus on being in the now, I guess, and being more mindful of things. But I think my cell phone is the is the biggest issue. I, I don't want that to be true because I like my phone, but the more I think about it, the more I think it's the problem. Um, a lot of people have been asking about how Brad is lately because uh, I guess I kind of made it pretty doomy last time, but uh, he's doing okay. He's hanging in there. Um, he's maintaining. Um, hopefully, I'll get him back on to kind of ex- you know. I don't want to go into too much of his his business, but he he's doing okay. Um, of course, everybody can keep uh keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Um, don't not your thoughts. I'm not a big uh crystal thoughts person. He's not in a Capricorn Gatorade moon or nothing, but just uh you know. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. Um, so I, I, I'm doing this solo because Dan Smots really screwed the pooch for me this week. Uh, I just recorded an episode with him, but then I found out that it can't be released until next week um, because it's it has to do with an announcement that he's making coinciding with his 100th episode. But I remembered that I did a really cool interview with him um, that I released as bonus content um, about his microdosing dextromethorphan, which is uh, the active ingredient in cough medicine. It's a sister drug to PCP and ketamine. So um, I figured since he uh, screwed me on that one, I'm going to release this as a regular episode. Um, so enjoy it. Sorry for the people that have already heard it. Listen, I'm sorry, okay? I'm not perfect. I'm only a man. Damn it. But it's a good episode. Um, and next week... We'll have um, Dan come back to really <laughs> have a more. Uh, I can't even really tease it because it's, it's like it's top secret, but it has to do with things that may or may not have happened. Um, and then we're also uh, the week after that we've got um, a member of the Tooth and Nail Band, Joe Christmas, who just wrote a book about. Uh, heroin and addiction is going to be coming on the show and then Dan Koch is coming back on the show um, to talk about his new podcast and what's going on in his world so enjoy the interview and we'll see you next week
uh, Jed Payne from Church and Other Drugs. Uh, he was happy to give me some bonus content. If you're listening to this on his Patreon, hi, my name's Dan. You probably have never heard of me. I've been on Jed's show also. But uh, we're, uh, this is actually being recorded a couple weeks after we recorded the main episode that Jed was on talking about his story and his addiction, uh, all all the craziness that went on in his life. Um, but we wanted to, you know, just do some bonus and see what happens. Give you guys a little something to chew on as you work your way through the week. But Jed, how are you doing, man? Uh, I am good. I'm good. It's it's my um it's my Sunday night, so I start to get depressed and have to go back to work tomorrow. Mm. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. otherwise good. Yeah, and uh, again, you work at uh, what is it? The yeah, so I work at a um adolescent. Uh, inpatient rehab center, adolescent and veteran. Actually, now we have, okay, yeah, quite the dichotomy. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't have really any plans for what this is going to be, but uh, you know, uh, as I mentioned in the main episode, you and I talked a little bit before uh, the actual conversation about some personal issues of my own that I've been dealing with, and uh, I've been wanting to pick your brain on it as somebody who is experienced in, uh, you know, self-medication and, uh, you know, trying things out uh, and working their way through life. Get your thoughts on that. So um, basically what I brought up was that I have been, um, you know, tinkering around with some uh, some DXM, some dextromethorphan. And what are, what are your thoughts on this particular drug and what's been your experience? So that's it was very interesting to me when you told me that you were using it for microdosing purposes because I have a shit ton uh, to use scientific vernacular um, <laughs> experience with it. So that was like my very first uh, love. Like that's that was the chemical that made me fall in love with drugs. Um, and so <laughs> that's a good way to start. <laughs> yeah. So also well, back in back in the grip. Back in the gap, speaking of the the infancy of the internet, so there used to be a site called The Hive. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. Okay, so they actually, you've seen Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. So the, this is just a little fun fact for you, the uh, the chemical company that they, that um the lady works for, I can't remember, Madrigal, I think it's called, they have that mm-hmm. symbol of like the uh, the bee. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, they got that from The Hive, that's kind of an inside drug culture joke um so the hive was this original message board um where people would share like meth cooking recipes um it was just the original it was like the first online community for drug users and like a lot (laughs) of the first website that was put up they're like well we can all talk to each other now let's let's throw it out there (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's archived like it got shut down but it's archived um and from that uh arrowid.com.org that was one of the one of the other famous uh drug websites where people um post uh trip reports advice Mm -hmm. uh formulations were they they specifically websites designed for drug stuff or was it just like a forum that people ended up making into that type of thing arrowhead is specifically for drug stuff um the hive Ooh, now I'm kind of rusty. I want to say was mainly for drug stuff and just kind of clandestine chemistry stuff like that Um, so Arrowhead, that was where, so what happened with me was I had started getting drug tested. Um, so I went to the good old internet to find drugs that don't show up on drug tests. And that was Mm -hmm. like the number one that popped up and good uh, to know. Yeah. And it's, uh, (laughs) it can produce a false positive though. However, because it is related to PCP and ketamine. So it it can false positive for some of those, but. Um, yeah, so I did, I read some trip reports, uh, they break it down into plateaus, they call them, of, of different levels of high you can get from DXM at different milligrams, fourth plateau Mm -hmm. being complete dissociation from your body, going into other dimensions, that sort of, you know, good stuff. Um, (laughs) a typical Wednesday. Yeah, a typical Wednesday. Yeah. So I, I was not so much using it therapeutically or i mean i guess i guess that's that could be an argument but um i I was very much high high dose 
um, using it to hallucinate and explore my mind. Um, it's different than the more natural um, hallucinogens like psilocybin, like mushrooms. Um, right. Different from LSD. Those kind of like seem warmer and like friendlier, I guess, for lack of a better <laughs> term. Like mushrooms sure. are very, they'll kind of connect you if there is this um, worldly life force, mushrooms plug you into that shit. Uh, mm-hmm. DXM and things like that, very cold feeling kind of uh okay it's just different very different partially because like the body load itself which is like the body high you get um you know it numbs you it is a dissociative anesthetic so it does like you know um that's where i don't know if you you know if you've heard the stereotype of people on PCP having superhuman strength, it's, it's one of those things where it's not so much that you're suddenly super strong. It's just that the normal signaling your body sends your brain, your muscles send your brain to be like, Hey, stop We're we are hurting, uh, is <laughs> yeah. gone. So you can just, you know, go at your full potential and kind of, uh, you'll really hurt yourself. But at the time you don't feel nothing. Yeah. Um, definitely brain expanding um yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah what was uh i mean so you went in so you had never done any kind of hallucinogen too which is interesting it's just you were the very first person i've ever heard of to go from uh nothing to dxm but for the purpose of alleviating depression so that's pretty damn interesting did it work yeah uh, so far so good in my opinion. And, um, a, a little bit of backstory. Uh, I, uh, I believe that I was, um, and I, I don't like putting stuff out there for like attention. I think way too many people talk about this type of thing to be like, Oh, poor me. So I, I'm like even hesitant to talk about it. Cause I'm like, that's not really my intention. I'm talking about it because I'm curious to learn more about it. Uh, and if somebody else can learn something from it, great. But, um, yeah, I well, I had a lot of um relational issues with a lot of people and I was very cold and emotionally cut off from everybody and didn't know why. I was like, "Oh, I feel like I'm an alien. I have like racing thoughts and everything going on, blah blah blah." All sorts of issues that I did not even see, but everybody was like, "Oh, you're just like this contrarian who can't listen to reason with anybody and you always have to think things out logically and argue about things, blah, blah, blah. So that took a toll on my marriage and some friendships and things over the years. And after hearing it so many times from so many people, I was like, something is something is not right here. And I don't believe in things like depression or anxiety and these made-up terms by doctors who want you to pay for drugs. And um, so... Uh, one day this guy at our church comes up to me and he's like, you know, take this however you want. Um, I don't know why and I could be totally wrong, but I feel like you're kind of spiraling and feel like you're in a dark place right now. Is that is that am I completely off base? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't I guess I don't know what normal feels like. This is kind of how I always feel. And I was like to the extent that I would be. Uh, drinking a lot, like a lot, a lot, too, because that would make me feel more normal and I could open up to people. And What's a lot for you? Well, I, I mean, it's. I suppose it's probably not a lot, a lot for somebody with a history like yourself. <laughs> no, but, no, I didn't mean uh, – no, 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 no. Everyone, I mean, calling a lot, man. <laughs> no, no, no. That, yeah, yeah that, that's not, that's not, not sure. how I meant it. I just like it, it helps uh, – I mean it because it, it helps yeah, just – yeah. It sure, can help well, would... other people because yeah, even even I mean, if you're if you're knocking back a six pack with regularity every sure. night at the same time, like that's you know it's a lot. It would be. I mean, it's hard to say exactly because I would just like pour a half a tall cup of vodka and pour some soda on top of that, like probably five six times in a night, and it yeah, would that's be a lot. Yeah, it would be not good <laughs> by by yourself. Um. Possibly, sometimes. I mean, more so when, like, playing music and stuff, it would help me, like, get out of my head, 
like slow my brain down a little bit and focus, like not overthink every single little detail in like music and things. And it would help me sing better because like I wouldn't blow up my vocal cords as fast because I wouldn't be overthinking every single note. But um, so that was going on and it wasn't like I was – it wasn't like I was an abusive alcoholic or anything like that. But it was more so like I'm doing this because this makes me able to interact with people the way other people are interacting with each other. Like it makes me less uh, tense about opening up to people. And I've even talked about it on the show, and I hope that I didn't encourage people wrongly to drink to feel because because of my own problem. But I didn't realize that there was you know some definite depression and paranoia and anxiety and stuff going on in my brain, which I didn't even realize until this guy was like, you seem like you've got problems. And I'm like, I do drink <laughs> a lot, and I know that I do, and um, I, that could have only been making – the depression worse because it's a, yeah. a depressant. Yeah. So I would have like a great night and then a terrible next day and then a great night and a terrible next day because I'd be depressed. Yeah. I realize now was the case. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, he actually turned me on to this stuff because he struggled with hardcore depression and went through the rigmarole of, uh, uh, you know, all the medications and back and forth on different meds and nothing working. And his was more worse than mine. He would be struggling with over drinking to feel and uh, feel normal and he would be aggressive and stuff and he knew that he was wrong and he did some research online found out about dxm and started doing it microdosing and he was like this worked for me he was like i'm not saying you should do it i'm just saying this is working for me and it's the only thing that i found that works for me what was his that so that the the few things that are funny about it is like <laughs> We'll bypass any sort of uh, psychiatric medication, and we'll just go straight to a, you know, a Jeremy Churchgoer's recommendation that you just take some. <laughs> well, here's you- the here's the thing, though. I like I was so I'm after taking it, I realized a lot of things about myself. I realized that I was very like I didn't trust anybody. I was super paranoid. I would not open up to anybody. I did not see any of my own issues because I wasn't will, willing to like open up and talk about it, listen, that type of thing. I would not have gone to a doctor to get diagnosed with anything. I never I, I know that I never would have. Now I am more open to doing so, but yeah, you know, it's so, because of the stuff. <laughs> so what was your um do you remember what did he ever tell you what like what his dosing regimen was? Like what he was doing? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh we've gone back and forth. He's basically been like experimenting with higher and lower levels he's been documenting like his moods daily and everything and he and i talk about it pretty regularly and uh compare notes and he came to very similar conclusion that about 130 milligram uh every four to six hours is a pretty easy way to i mean it makes you feel just level it doesn't feel like a high or anything it just feels like normal but you are slower to respond out of aggression to things like i feel like it slows my like anytime something comes up i have like a million thoughts and always the the negative shit comes out first and um always over diagnosing things and frantic thoughts and things and doing it kind of slows down my responses to things and makes it more of a the actual response that i want to give (laughs) comes out to like my family and kids and stuff so is that what you have been doing and continue to do? You've been doing yeah. the 30 milligrams every four to six hours? 130 milligrams. Oh, 130 milligrams. Okay, so that's about uh, 369, 12. So, okay. That's, yeah, that's fucking high. <laughs> that's pretty high. Let me let me do let, let's see. Just just for um it might not be. Let me uh let me remember what my recreational dose was. Um uh DXM amounts in coracetin. Cough and cold. Yeah, 30 milligrams. So I was doing do some quick math. 30 times 12. Can you do math quicker than calculator? I can't do math. Sweet. Me <laughs> okay, so yeah, I was doing about okay, about seven twenty. 
seven yeah, seven seven to eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's a little a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely enough to uh, definitely enough to feel. Though I'm sure you, you get accustomed to it. Do you? Uh, so there are you, some are days you... where it it has more of an effect, and it is a little bit of a, a buzz. But uh, a lot of the time, it's just chill, and I enjoy music more than I used to. <laughs> yeah. That 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 for sure. You don't see any visual distortions, any like patterns, blending, none of that. Um, not at the moment. Um, when I first started out, I I was experimenting with slightly higher. I never went above like two hundred at a time or anything like that, but uh, just a little bit more, and I would just start to see a little, like have a little bit of tunnel vision. It wasn't anything drastic or anything, but uh, I, I did notice some effects. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, fuck, what was my other question on that? Any of the uh, physical effects you've noticed? Like what? Like your, like the body load, as they call it. Like any um, any skin numbing or slightly dulled senses. Um, Not a- too much. And the 130 is, um, it's kind of the high end. A lot of times it'll be more like 60 to 100, somewhere around there. So a lot of times it's just chill. There there are some times where it will be like just slight tingling and everything, but it's, you know, very just normal. It's just uh, day-to-day able to deal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And so does your, uh, does your wife know about it and everything? She does, yeah. And she's she's four? Yep, I mean it's technically illegal, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's the. <laughs> you, you watch South Park. Yeah, yeah. The my favorite is when Towelie is buying whipped cream from the grocery <laughs> store. He's like, shut up, bitch! It's legal. So, someone's having a party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And I had, uh, uh, I just tried weed for the first time this last year, and there was a point. Still not realizing that there was like depression and anxiety there. Um, just noticing my behavior being like, I need to drink. I have to drink to, you know, open up to people more. And uh, at some point, I purchased some uh, some medicinal marijuana. It was actually through a guy who has access, uh, like legal access, to purchase it medicinally, and. Um, I mean, I don't have legal access to purchase it or use it, obviously, but I did that and was doing it just like without my wife knowing. And I, after a month or two, I told her because I felt guilty about it. And of course, she was not as okay with that because it wasn't so much about what it was, but it was that I was keeping it from her. And I didn't even realize what I was doing at the time was trying to, you know, level out my brain a little bit and not have to use alcohol. And I still think that that might be it. Uh, possibly a better route to go than what I'm doing right now, but this is legal. Yeah. What, uh, you didn't have any, um, anxious reaction to the weed here and there, not a ton. Uh, I mean, there was paranoia, but there was paranoia before and after the weed and, uh, it might've heightened it a little bit, especially in doing it without her knowing heightened the anxiety a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah. I can't like if I went back to it now and uh, and she knew about it, I probably it would I think it would probably be fine. I, there's not that I think it's like the end all, but it's more natural than what I'm doing. And I would like to compare and contrast the two uh, between each other and see the effects that they have now that I know what the the issue is and can actually see it. Have you thought about trying to sign up for a ketamine trial? I don't know what anything is. No. <laughs> uh so that's what uh, oof, I guess I should be careful here with, with like suggesting, but so sure. I would look into it because if you have had a positive response from DXM, what the actual psychiatric and medical community is coming around to and it's pretty breakthrough at this time is um ketamine infusions for depression and they're they're mm-hmm. they're in uh clinical trials right now so you can do some searching to see if there's anything around you um but essentially with that it's a few from what i understand it's a few sessions mm-hmm. um so ke- yeah ketamine dxm and fencyclidine uh, pcp they're all 
uh, in the same class. Yeah. Um, but it's supposed to really work. Uh, for some people, yeah. it's it's drastic. Some people, um, it it doesn't. But some people, they say it, it's it's only a you with this. It, you don't have to do it constantly. It's like a few infusions, and it mm-hmm. does some kind of rewiring. So that yeah. might be something to look into. Um, yeah. What about uh, have you prayed about this at all? Oh, brother, you going down that route? I am. I don't say, oh, brother. I mean, dear brother. Brother brother Jed, thank you. Brother brother Dan, have you brought (laughs) this to the Lord? Honestly, uh, I've been uh, more open to that type of thing because of the stuff. Um, And I am, uh, I'm not seeing this as an end all. I I see it as a bridge to, it has helped me see my issues, and I would love to, you know, find another route. And I'm way more open to spiritual things actually than I was before. And, um, it's, uh, I was going to say something else to that, but, um, no. Well, yes, yes. To answer yeah. your question. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, um, I don't remember if I already, if I did bring this up, but yeah, I have been pro- I mean, that's probably, it definitely is a huge reason why I started drugs in the first place is self-medicating. I've always sure. had anxiety. I've always had depression. I've always been hyper, hyper, hyper sensitive to things. Um, so I've been on, you know, this is going on my second decade uh, quest um, to get my mental health in check. So, sure, yeah, I, it's, it's such a, I mean, part of it was struggling with, um, if I alter this or if I don't accept it for what it is, am I changing who I am at some fundamental level, right. which, which, um, which might sound funny coming from like a drug addict worrying about <laughs> something changing them. Right. Uh, so that irony's not lost on me, but, um, cause you know, there were, I, I like, I liked the highs and lows, um, mm-hmm. more recently the lows, it was just becoming a nuisance and, I really, I don't know if you have, but I, I mean, suicidal ideation has been a constant companion of mine, never really making direct plans, but sure. p- pretty regularly, um, thinking about it, you know, daydreaming about it and it would just, you know, pop up randomly. Just be like, I mean, you could kill yourself and it's like, what, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Who said that? You know, yeah. any, any, um, inconvenience in my life uh the would would lead to i mean just kill yourself like yeah. it's just i don't because it is exhausting sometimes and so i had to realize well, like that's not normal um yeah. and especially so since i've started certain medications those thoughts have gone away and so i have to remember it's like well oof i you know i i could argue with the results but i'd really be arguing with the results i mean the, the mm-hmm. fact is i haven't uh thought about killing myself since I've gotten back on medicine or not in any serious way. So that's, yeah, that's a plus. Yeah. What are, what are you on personally? I am on, um, Zoloft and Wellbutrin. Uh, Zoloft is the new one and it's fucking working really well. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had any issues with, um, like, I don't know, like lack of creativity, that, that type of thing? Is it dulled any of those things down? Cause that's been kind of my concern. Um, uh, as a result of the medicine, no. Um, if anything, it helps me kind of, um, keep my thoughts in line a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I, I've had a, I've had creative block, but I don't attribute that to the medicine. It's been before. It just hasn't quite gotten away and it, it more for me it more has to do with uh, motivation where I, mm-hmm. I just don't have the um, physical energy. And I think it has a lot to do with my fucking phone where I'm really <laughs> like for real. Um, yeah. I've gotten in a bad, bad rut of killing time on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really probably the biggest creativity killer. But no, if, if anything, I'd say it, it helps it mm-hmm. um, because I'm less distractible right what so, is the uh the wellbutrin for 
Um, depression, motivation. Uh, so, so they're both one, depression issues. Yeah. So one mm-hmm. of them is an SNRI. One of them is an SSRI. So Wellbutrin acts on norepinephrine, which is chemically similar. So like adrenaline, epinephrine. Um, mm-hmm. That's the neurotransmitter that affects excitation, um, energy, mood, motivation. Uh, serotonin is more. Um, and they still really don't fucking know. That's the other thing, too, which kind of freaks me out is the whole antidepressant model. They don't really know what they're doing or why the <laughs> things work. They really don't. Right. And they're right. always changing. And I don't know. I know for me, I have to go back and realize I don't think I can. I could have shot up cocaine and crystal meth for 10 years and walked away with that with no issues you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying it's like i probably did some shit to my brain you know (laughs) let's just face facts there right right. um but i like to i like to fight back against that because i just don't want to really and i i just want to feel normal i just want to feel contented like i see other people feeling Mm -hmm. um and i just i just wasn't i just didn't Right. Um, and, and it was no, I know the difference between situational, like circumstantial depression. Like if I get fired, sure, you should be depressed. Right. But if I have a great day at work, I'm, I have a great wife, I'm, everything's fine, right. but I want to fucking hang myself like for mm-hmm. no reason. That is probably a hardware issue, not a software issue. Right. And, but then it's like with medication, you have to. It's not the magic bullet. You got to, you know, laughter, comedy, creativity, friends, therapy. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. like your diet, exercise. Um, yep. There's, you know, as many neurons in your gut as there are in the brain of a rat. So mm-hmm. that has a huge amount to do with uh, your mental well-being as well. So it's a lot of things to look at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and with this stuff, I mean, I have gone days without, and I've noticed um, it's not as good as days with. Uh, like my my, I have darker thoughts than I do when I'm <laughs> with it, and uh, but it's still better than what I was. So, I like I'm kind of looking at it as you know, just a way to retrain my brain into you know responding to things in different ways and slowing things down and. Yeah, I don't know. Just processing differently. I, I could be could be wrong, but uh, so far it's doing all right, and I've been mm. way more motivated and way more uh, cheery with my kids. Have had a lot better family time, and it's hard. I mean, who knows long term what it'll do? But I have a hard time thinking. You know, with the amount of good that it's done, that it's it's not worth it in order to have this time with my children where I'm not on edge all the time and being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, that, and that's my only real heavy caution is that it, uh, and I, I'm, I'm rusty on my specifics on it. I think, sure. I think it is, you know, there, there probably will be some withdrawal. Um, sure. for me, it kind of eventually seemed like it did kind of, put me in a darker place um, mentally, just overall a little more cynical. That could have been my own shit. So mm-hmm. I, I really would just find a, a and this is the, the key, find a good doctor that you can tell them what you're doing, right. how it's worked, and how they can kind of translate that to something more sustainable because I don't know how, you know, there's going to be tolerance, mm-hmm. um, that whole deal. I don't know how, I haven't done enough, so I don't know how... Um, I haven't done research how sustainable it is long term. Right. Yeah. Um, it could be, and maybe you know, if it. Oh, I'm always so weird about suggesting drug <laughs> things, but like, you know, take maybe, it at, with a grain of salt. Jed is not giving any medical advice to any of you, no, so do not do not take this uh, and do anything no. with it. I'm not either. I'm not saying if you feel depressed to go solve your own problems necessarily, uh, seek professional <laughs> assistance. Uh, sure. But, uh, I don't yeah, necessarily but, think yeah, that that's it, the end all either. 
No, and maybe for you, like a good a good LSD or mushroom trip could sure. be beneficial. And I mean that now there's you know hard science backing that one up, um, mm-hmm. especially mushrooms uh, that that it's doing. So that's very much closer um, to actually being like a medication. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know, man. It's 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 int- my 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 suggestion for you is absolutely going to be find a good doctor that you can tell about that and see what he says yeah and that's been the plan honestly and like i said i before this i would not have come to that conclusion like it's revealed a lot of things to me that i did not know about myself and there's a part of me that's like going around thinking like that person needs to try this because they have issues that they're not seeing uh, yep. But you can't just be like, hey, I don't know. I don't know if it would have the same effect for everybody else. But for me, and it, I've probably already built a, a bit of a tolerance to it because of the time. And I know that at the beginning I had more like uh, just highs and lows of panicky thoughts sometimes and just over-processing some things and going to darker places of what if, what if I – like. I knew that there was a problem. I knew that I needed to fix the problem at that point, which was good. But then I would have panicky thoughts of, well, uh, getting anxiety of going and talking to somebody. What if they find out more bad than I want to know about myself? What if there's you know, other issues there? What if I get on something that diminishes my creativity? Like all these different thoughts and stuff. So those have leveled out over time. But I'm definitely not saying, you know, go try this for yourself and see what happens. But yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> well it, well it well it becomes i mean it's one of those if what you're doing is working then like party on like cause, so it's <laughs> like if you're worried about well and by that i mean if you're if you're if your depression is not life debilitating and then you mm-hmm. might not need to you know i don't know like especially with me it was Okay, I didn't want my creativity to disappear, but if I'm so depressed, I'm not doing art anyway. Right. Then exactly. Fuck, then what's right. the point? I, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's kind of almost just an excuse. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and it's not, you know, it's it's very rare that you know antidepressants and those types of medications are going to fundamentally change you as a person because sure. you know all they're doing, all drugs do contrary to to what we might think they do the drug itself is not doing anything it's just pressing buttons and flipping switches in your body (laughs) your body is doing the work your brain chemistry is doing the work these chemicals are just either mimicking or replacing like Mm -hmm. natural occurrences right Um, yeah i've also like uh, a friend of mine uh who's in the medical field you know, he looked into some of what I was doing. Like I've been fairly open about it because whatever it's, it's legal and I'm not, I'm not like chugging a bottle of the stuff and laying in bed seeing demons or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, I mean, that's possible, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> and, um, uh, so I, I've talked to a couple of medical people who have, you know, poked around at some thoughts and things. Um, I haven't actually gone in to see anybody. It's all been like uh, friendly text and everything, like people that I can trust. And um, one person said that um, that probably showing some signs of ADHD as well, and that's been kind of like, oh, that kind of makes a lot of sense actually. Um, but also, I don't want to get on something there that would like getting on antidepressants and Ritalin. Who knows like what that yeah. would do? I, I'm not big. I, of all the things to get on, amphetamines mm-hmm. are going to be the one that I will caution sure. against absolutely. Yeah. Um, of course, people want to get on them. Of course it works. Hell yeah. Speed <laughs> will make your life fucking better at first. You will also mm-hmm. talk about fundamentally changing who you are in a subtle way. Sure. That is what amphetamines do. Um, like, it's... It's one of those things you don't realize how different you are until you're off of it and you step back and look and it's just like, whoa, yeah. I was a very different person. It's it's almost mm. like I, I, I liken it to just hu- your humanness being cranked up to 11. So it's like every <laughs> fleshly thing about you just gets cranked up and it's just Yikes. like, yeah, it's – and you know, for for the world – 
it it makes sense why it's so popular for 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 our society for our culture it's literally the the perfect fucking thing you know mm-hmm. uh, you don't eat you can sleep i mean you don't need to sleep as much you're you can focus on minute tasks um mm-hmm. you know it's also going to make your fuse a little shorter it's going to make uh you know it's going to change your temperament it's going to change your libido it's going to change a lot of things mm. i don't know I'm not sure if you're advising for or against some of those uh, things sound all right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the whole point. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Like there's a it's <laughs> it's fucking awesome, dude. Like amphetamines are great. They yeah. you know, that's what really like a limitless pill is is just fucking speed. It's what America was built on. Sure. Um, it's what Nazi Germany was built on also. It's what Japan uh yeah. So do you but, think that that is um, that that is changing your person, or that that is unlocking your person? And I think it's changing. Really? Yeah, because it doesn't last, and because that you you know the the ubermensch, if you will, does not last. Eventually, there's going to be the the flip. There's no such thing as a chemical free ride. Like sure, you know everything it gives, it's going to take away with interest. Um, right. And then eventually, you are just you know so used to it. Um, that it's affecting you, but you're not getting the same benefits. Sure. The same high, if you will. It's mm-hmm. just kind of altered you. Gotcha. Now, what are your thoughts on, uh, like, speech, like like talk therapy, that type of thing, like uh, psychiatrists, psychologists? Oh, yeah. I think uh, everyone should do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredibly helpful. You don't realize, especially in our culture that uh, has kind of done away with it, and especially with, with, with males or just kind of the whole, um, you know, suck it up, be a man, pull yourself right, up. Right. Uh, you just need to be stronger, support oh, your Oh, depression, you're sad. What a pussy. Yeah, what a <laughs> pussy, yes. Quit being a bitch and, you know, go drink some beer like a real American man. Right. Um, yeah, that helps. That helps with the depression. <laughs> no, yeah, man. Uh, therapy is amazing. Like a good therapist can change your life. Um, and, sure. and I mean, the goal. What about a really, shitty one? <laughs> they can change your life in not a good way. <laughs> but the goal of any good, and this is like a Freudian qu- quote, is like the goal of any good therapist is to make you your own therapist so that it's right. just teaching you how to challenge your thoughts, um, mm-hmm. you know, how to give you the answers so that you're able to be more effective and you're not you're unlearning bad habits of your your upbringing and like things the world has taught you right um yeah or just like you know ways to self-soothe um some brain hacks and then sometimes there's just something about um getting your crazy thoughts out into the world and hearing how crazy they sound, and sometimes you know, halfway through telling someone your problems, you're like, "Oh, oh, no, yeah, never mind. Cool. Goodbye. Yeah, that's what I need to do." <laughs> I got yeah. it. Um, and then sometimes you just need to fucking vent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just it's vi- yes, it can be life changingly helpful. Nice. Yeah. Do you have uh, recommendations on like? A process in order because I think a lot of the reason why people don't go through these processes and a lot of the reason why I haven't really like I've talked to a little clinical therapist guy who they had on staff at the local whatever hospital and yeah. it was like eh, it was very impersonal very uh, it, it, he kind of sucked um, he, nice yeah. guy great guy yeah. but I would come back the next week and he would forget what we talked about and it's like okay if I have to keep yeah. starting from square one what's the point of doing this? But, um, I I think a lot of the reason why, um, I've avoided, uh, going through these routes and going through, uh, you know, getting proper medications or proper therapy and that type of thing is because, I mean, if you have anxiety and you are, you know, if you have problems trusting people, you don't want to go through the processes and you don't want to go in and tell somebody, Hey, I'm fucked up in the head and, uh, fix me. Uh, what is the best route for, you know, working these things out? Um, the, the easiest in is shop around with your friends and find someone that has someone that they like that Mm -hmm. you can ask about. Um, 
you know that that always helps that seems to help with me if it, you know instead of just like blindly firing in the dark if you can get some right. kind of referral recommendation um it also means if you go to someone and you don't like them you know fuck them go somewhere right. else you don't don't well, don't, feel... don't fuck them um yeah no no that's a very <laughs> very unethical uh if you don't like what they have to say fuck just em. rape them <laughs> uh, yeah that's funny um sex therapy sex therapy yeah yeah move on to the next one um so you know some some things to look for uh when you are google searching people find someone that's trained in cbt um that's going to be your cognitive behavioral therapies find someone that um uh emdr is another newer therapy that's really good if you have like post-traumatic stress um yeah, just look for someone that's kind of got a wide training that they'll usually they're 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 really good now on websites about telling you which populations these people work best with. Like I specialize in children or people with marriage issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um what their wheelhouse is. Um I think it's at like therapist.com or something. There's usually people that are reviewed. Um Yeah, it's there's I mean, other than that the the only trick is just you have to force yourself to go. You kind of have right. to make, you know, at first you might be uncomfortable and you just kind of you need to that is one case sure. in which like suck it up, man. Yeah. Um yeah, quit being a bitch and go cry. <laughs> <laughs> quit being a bitch and go tell somebody about your feelings. Yeah. Um, go go talk about mommy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and for me, like I said, if it wasn't for Again, I'm not like trying to sell the stuff or whatever, but it's like before trying the DXM and uh, breaking down some mental barriers and seeing some things about myself, I wouldn't have ever gone and would have like easily gotten a divorce probably within the next couple of years at best. And uh, so it, it's been a great way to uh, start, to kick things off. It was like a nice emotional jump start for my life and a uh, way to make me be more, I don't know, open up to people and trust people. And, um, uh, I don't know it, I don't, it is hard to like, I've been way more motivated to get shit done and to actually get help and that type of thing. Uh, it's hard to say if that's a result of, you know, where that actually stems from. Is it like, was I depressed because, ADHD made me unable to focus over the years or was I unable to focus because I was depressed? Like what exactly uh, came first and like what the real culprit is. So still trying to, you know, figure out what the exact issue is. Yeah. And just keep on trying, you know, keep on. I think, and when I say, and when I asked about prayer, that's where I think just if you prayerfully go into situations, especially basically that, the right answer will be painfully obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I will just trust my intuitions in when I'm searching for a counselor. If I'm like really like praying for the answer, um, I will, you know, just go with the door that is open the easiest. Um, if, you know, if you got, just don't ignore the signs. If you got right. three, three people seemingly randomly telling you the same thing, maybe take a look at that. Um, mm-hmm. th- that was more what I meant as far as, um, praying about it sure so, yeah um, oh absolutely yeah uh have you tried heroin have you considered heroin? i <laughs> i just uh put out a order on amazon prime should be coming within the next two days um nice awesome yeah, Good yeah, yeah giving that a shot just testing things out seeing how things go libertarianism man a- absolutely try see what happens i did have um i gotta uh we're getting close i gotta i gotta wrap it up sure i, I did um I had a sponsor one time, and his uh, in AA. That's the the mentor is another word for it. But <laughs> whenever people would come to him and be like, "I'm really suicidal and I want to kill myself," he would be like, uh, "Well, have you tried heroin?" <laughs> and he was like, "Serious." He's like, "I mean, if you're gonna kill yourself, like, you know, f- what do you have to lose? Like, try this first. And, and his thing. It's was a valid like, point. <laughs> yeah, and, and his his reasoning was like whatever it takes to keep them alive and i was like yeah I, you know okay yeah it's hard to argue really with like, 
Yeah. Before you kill yourself, try this. Like, fuck, well, yeah. And it's like, if you honestly think that heroin is like an outlandish thing to, tr- like, if their response is, oh, hell no, I wouldn't do that to my body. It's like, you're going to kill yourself, man. You're going to kill yourself. I yeah. mean, you're obviously not serious about killing yourself if you're not serious about trying heroin. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Jed, it's been an absolute pleasure as always, and thank you so much for uh, giving me some bonus, and you are welcome to share it with your patrons as well, and tell everybody where they can find out all the stuff about uh, Church and Other Drugs and everything you got going on, man. Yeah, we are um, on Facebook, Church and Other Drugs. Uh, we have a website. Don't go to it. It hasn't been updated in like two years. <laughs> um, you can find us. You can send me an email, churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com. If, if anybody has any whatever um any questions i love helping people i love sharing my my experience um uh you can find us on itunes everywhere podcasts are found uh church ampersand other drugs um yeah i think that's it all right cool man and since you're gonna be posting this on yours i'll go ahead and say if you guys want to find out more about my show it's the system is down we talk about things like conspiracies politics and religion we talk about all the uncomfortable things and do so in a civil manner Good civil debates, no name-calling, no being assholes. That's the only rule. Don't be a dick. But uh, yeah, you can find that by going to tsidpod.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, all the places, all the things. And our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash the system is down. Jed, uh, you're a great guy, and I always love talking to you, and I hope to do it again soon. Thanks for being here, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. We, we're officially allies in this thing. Brothers for life. Heroin Brothers buddies. Brothers for life. Heroin buddies.